0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Dafa Shavua We are still in this challenging orel, And thank you for hanging in there uh, Someone pointed out on Shabbos that they're almost finished the second volume of the Art Scroll Yugamas. So that's a positive way of looking at it, but we're plugging ahead And I want to spend today, it's uh, Hanukkah I'm recording this year during Hanukkah Tufshin Pei Base. The Gemara talks about and I thought it would be a good opportunity, as we've been doing when we've hit some other of similar topics, to give an overview. What we're going to be able to accomplish, Bezras uh, Hashem, when we look back at the Sechas Yuvamis, and I really could do it already, and uh, send you the list of topics that we've covered in this year, in addition to all the hard work that you're doing on your own you really get an overview of many, many different areas that aren't necessarily Yavamas-related, but a good overview, hopefully beyond just superficial, of so many different areas of halacha that we don't usually uh, touch upon. And recording this during Hanukkah, of course Hanukkah is celebrated everywhere, but there's uh, such focus on Eretz Yisrael. We're actually at a time where there's now a two-week period we're back to Jews from Chutzler can't go to Eretz Yisrael which uh, the gates just opened and it's as if the Rebona closed the gates on us I was fortunate to get in there before but I wouldn't be able to go this week and, I, and I'm disappointed for some of you who I know listen to the shir maybe you thought you'd be listening in Eretz Yisrael but maybe things will change Mashiach should come even before Mashiach maybe there'll be a chance that you could get in there but Eretz Yisrael and the fruit of Eretz Yisrael are very much on our mind. So that's what I'm going to focus on today. I think you'll find it meaningful. I uh, Generally, when I speak to kids before they go to Eretz Yisrael, I tell them that they have to learn some of these halachos. I'm not going to teach them the halachos. In general, this is what happens on the first day, especially in the seminaries. But I think in the yeshivos also. They understand, they learn the halachas, it's different. A fruit's no longer the same fruit. Before we talk about Kedushas Hapeiros uh, and what exactly that means, this year things are a little bit uh, more complex in a way because of Shemitah, which maybe we'll touch on a little bit. But what's very often not understood is that these halachas apply in Chutz as well. I'm not talking about uh, the fruits of Chutz I'll give you an example. Um, Someone recently called me up. I think it was something they purchased at Costco's. And it says packaged in uh, the United States of America. But it was not packaged. It was packaged in the United States of America, but it's a product of Ertus known as Jaffa Oranges. Nowhere on the wrapper did it say that uh, Trumas and Maestros were taken. Even if it said Trumos and Maestros were taken, you have to make sure that it was done properly, the right uh, rabbi note, etc It's not like there's a magic just to say, uh, Rabbi waved over it and it's okay. It's somewhat of a, I wouldn't call it complex, but there's a system as we're about to see in order to make Trumos and Maestros uh, take care of it. Even uh, Maestr Shaini needs to be evaluated. So. This is not a halacha that's totally by Eretz, which means it's a halacha that comes from fruits of Eretz Yisrael. The boundaries of Eretz Yisrael have to be defined. We're not going to get into all of that today, but it applies to us today because the fruits come from Eretz Yisrael. Now, before getting, even getting into the halacha, of what does it mean to have a fruit of Eretz Yisrael? The famous uh, Rashi based on the Medrash. Is that all that Moshe Rabbeinu was interested in? was eating the fruits of Eretz Yisrael. We generally think the answer is no, but it's not so pasht as we'll see, hopefully today. But I could tell you from my own family that there was once a time of tremendous excitement when we get fruits from Eretz Yisrael. I remember it as a child. They say about the netziv, Kava Chomer, when you talk about the netziv, that he got a bottle of wine from Eretz Yisrael, and before he would drink the wine, he would put on a suit because of the Kedusha that was attached to it. And if not for the Kedusha that was attached to it, the emotional connection that he felt. I remember my grandfather getting a stamp. Some of you may not even know what stamps are anymore. He collects stamps from Eretz Yisrael. After the Shoah, what he felt so strong about the stamps of Eretz Yisrael you know, they recently came across, every year they find some more coins from the time of uh, Hanukkah or from the time of uh, Bar Kochba, which represent, uh, the Medrash says, you know, having your own coinage represents a sense of pride. So these halachos, beyond the halachos, are giving you the long introduction because it's Hanukkah, it's, it's our identity with our nation that was given to us by the Rebbe Shalalem. And a nation has to have uh, its fruits. Not just to eat, but it's some of where our pride comes from. Even B'zman HaZeh and in Larts. Before I get into uh, some of the Halachos, and we we'll take a little lighter approach today for Hanukkah, but this is information we don't always discuss. You know, it's a big controversy amongst kashris agencies. I'm not going to give away all the secrets today. But you know, a kosher a agency. You take a huge kosher agency. They have to deal with possibilities of fruits from Eretz Yisrael coming in, and Trumos and maistros, and let's talk about shmita. So there have been kosher agencies that say we're not dealing. We don't. We will not sell. You know, we not allow even our stores to deal with payros of Eretz Yisrael. You know, on one hand, that's very safe from a kosher perspective. But how about from an Eretz Yisrael perspective? From Chibas Haaretz, Hishtaik HaKutz These are values, very important values. You see, we're studying Sefer Beresh, the the pain of Yaakov leaving Eretz Yisrael, Yosef's command to be buried in Eretz Yisrael, as well as uh, Yaakov Avinu. And so much about Eretz Yisrael that we appreciate today, especially after not having access for so many years or the access that we have today. So some cautious agencies just say, okay, it's the easy way out. We won't deal with it. Maybe they don't trust all of the stores, all of the businesses. I know uh, locally, our RCBC, we don't take that approach. That's the way we look at it. We're in a community. We want to encourage Paris, Eretz Israel. Think about what was going on with uh, Gaza. Remember that with the uh, de Kalim? We want to encourage as much, much for the commerce of Eretz Israel as possible, which is our responsibility. So these are issues that come up as manazah, and now we'll jump into some of the halakha issues, but first some general info to set us up. We're all familiar with the bracha that we call sometimes alamichya, but its proper name is me'ein shalash. This is a bracha that is said after partaking of uh, grain products other than bread or matzah, that's made it from wheat, barley, rye, oats, or spelt, the chamisha m'nei dagan, grape wine or grape juice, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, or dates from the shivaminim of Eretz Yisrael. So you wouldn't say that after having an apple, but even if you're taking an uh, olive that comes from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, it's still identified with Eretz Yisrael, amazingly. A lot of this is discussed in the Gemara and Brachas, and looking at uh, Mem Dalat Aleph, where we come up with a conclusion that if you actually eat fruit that grew in Eretz Yisrael, the Bracha Achrona is different. So, if you have that olive that came from Eretz Yisrael, we're not going to say Vi Al Haperos, but we're going to say if the fruit grew in Eretz Yisrael, we say Pei seha, because it's actually from Eretz Yisrael. If after wine, and you see that it's wine that came from Eretz Yisrael, you're going to say, not pri HaGafen at the end, but you're going to say, Al, instead of saying HaGafen, you're going to say pri Gafna. And this is Halach how it's explained. You find this in the Shulchan Aruch. Orchaim Hirchus Birchhas Aperos Rishhas Yud. Mishna Bur says Shemeshabach La Shemusbarach Shemeshab La Shemisbarak because we're praising Hashem on the Sinaso Lanoas Arishemotzia Osan Peros. So even though, as I quoted the Gamarin Sota before, in Yudalit where Moshe desire to enter Eretz Erethisra was not just to eat from the peros, but to do the mitzvos that were mekayim. But for us, we see inherent value. doesn't mean Moshe didn't, but that wasn't his main motivating uh, force. And therefore, this becomes our practice. So I'm just trying to stress again, the Bach is the one who actually says that for Moshe, eating the fruit wasn't important, but for us, when things are proper, the fruit of Eretz Israel connects us to a world of spirituality. I just wanted to add, when we talk about this al Mihya, which is still the way we typically call it, as opposed to main shalosh, and we're in Hanukkah, so I mentioned this in uh, Shul one night. I saw this brought down by Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, or Bach, who we've been quoting quite a bit over Hanukkah at Shul, and he said that the minhag in Yerushalayim, his minhag, I wasn't able to find an earlier source, is to have uh, as much cake as possible. Make as many br- bracha mizonos that's going to have an al-hamichia at the end, especially during Hanukkah. Maybe it's one of the reasons for sufganiyot, aside from the oil, because you get to talk about what is in al-hamichia, who Is mizbechecha The question that I asked is somewhat strange, because you don't include anything about Hanukkah in the Bircha Main Sholosh, but that's a separate topic. So, all of this is background, and it connects, of course, to Adaf and talking about Bizman Hazeh how do we deal with Trumos and Maesros? And that's what I'm going to try to at least include, conclude with the uh, rest of the part of the Shir. There's very often an impression that Trumos and Maesros ties Dafka into the base Hamikdash standing but it's not gonna be so clear. But I wanna go over very briefly, it's always good to have this chazorah. What does it mean by trumos and maesros? There are four categories of trumos and maesros. We have truma gedola, which was according to the Torah, a minimal amount of produce that is separated as truma we don't do, We don't do the distribution today on any of this, but the separation is still gonna be important as we'll get to hopefully today. Then you have, I'm doing it very briefly, Maisa which is 10% of the remaining produce, which is designated as Maisa At the time of the base Hamigdash, the Maisa was given to the Levium. But anyone was able to consume it. And then you have trumus Maisa. That's for the Levi, 10% of the Maisa is separated as trumus Maisa. You have Maisa Shani or Maisa ani. That rotates. Miser, the, Miser was could only be eaten in Yerushalayim or redeemed, and the money was then used to purchase food in Yerushalayim. It was good for the economy. There is even today a practice of redemption. I'm gonna attach a, a video to the share today, which is gonna talk about the process of separation today. And then it rotates with Maeserani, depending on the year. We're not going to get into all the details of how the years worked. So, how does this apply today? When we come to our Gemara, the Gemara makes the statement that hazeh, this is all a Drabana. If you read the Gemara, as I know you all do so well, so, you have Rabbi Yochanan who's asking a question or making an assumption about Reish Lakish that Trumab is Man Hazez dirabbana. But if you flip over to the Rambam, and this is how we derive the halacha when you study in Gemara, and you look at Dalit in the Ein Ner so I always like to use this, you see Maimon, Parak Aleph, Trumos, and you look into the Shulchan Aruch. Shin Lamed Aleph, Sif Beis, in uh, Yerdea, you end up with the Halacha Lamaisa. It's interesting why the Rambam in the Ein Mishpat Ner Mitzvah here is in parentheses. I have a theory, and part of the theory is because it's not so simple, actually, according to the Rambam, that automatically... Shumos ma'isros, but man has dirabanan. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. I know that some of you are going to have this discussion with me privately. You see, if you look into the Shulchan Aruch, the Rama makes a statement: "V'yesh cholken u'svira l'lu, dechayov nachshav be'eretz Yisrael, but shumos and ma'isros mid'raisa, achlo nohagu so after the Shulchan Aruch states, basically based on our Gemara, and that's what the Be'er Agullah and others quote our Gemara, that today it's not Daraisa. The Ramah comes along and says, but there are Rishonim who say that it is Daraisa. And I want to show you that according to the Rambam, even though it's not Daraisa, it is theoret- possible that if we all made Aliyah, even... Without a base hamigdash being built, it is deraisa. That if you go through a couple of Rambams, the Rambam that's quoted here in Hilchos Trumos, Parak Aleph Halacha Aleph, and you look at a Rambam in Hilchos Schmid Biyovel, Perik Yud Ches, that the issue of Trumos and Maistros being deraisa is not tied into base hamigdash, but it's tied into the population. Presence of how many Jews are in Eretz Yisrael. Let me read you the Rambam in Hilchos Trumos. So that's obvious. You have fruits that grow over here in Tinek. It's not. It's a great community, but you know we still keep two days here of Yantev. B'en bayis shlo bayis. And then he starts just talking about where they kept the halachas of Trumos and Maisa, even beyond the boundaries, a separate discussion. It's unbelievable. But when you look into the Rambam in Shmita Viovel, he gives us the history shevet Ruve gad You know, they were the first ones, the ones who wanted the extra land. They were the first ones sent into Gullus. Bitlu hayovelos. That's when Yovel was taken away. And as many will read, this was also the time where Trumus and Maestros were no longer del d'oraisa. It's all tied in. But if you have all of the Jews that are living in Eretz does it actually mean all of the Jews? Does it mean a supermajority of the Jews? This is part of the discussion. It's very interesting because today I think we're at a point where there are more Jews living in Eretz Yisrael than Gaulus. So I'm not sure if I'm right, but I think I am right or it's close to it, or it's going to reach that time in 20-something. The studies have been done. So a lot of these halachos could apply in if that ever happens, even before the base Hamikdash is being built. But the bottom line is we still have to worry about the halachos of Trumos and Maestros. If you buy a package from Eretz Israel, and it has a good hashgacha on there, and it says that Trumos and Bryce, uh, Maestros have been taken, then you're okay. If not, you have to do it yourself. In a good sitter, you're going to have it. In the Arts Girl sitter, it's there. And it explains the amount, and you do some basic calculations of 1% of the produce. I'm going to attach to the Shear, the Lina a video from uh, the VAD in Toronto, I believe it's from Toronto. I have it on my files. It gives you a play-by-play. It's a little complex, but, and it may even be more complex than it has to be, but at least you get to see how this applies. Halakhla Ma'isa. Continue great learning.